What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Film Frequency. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my brother, the prodigal one, JB. What's going on, film family? We're back! <laughs> like we never left. Listen, I know it's been a minute, um, but life happens, man. Uh, we're in the fucking middle of a pandemic. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't missed more episodes, honestly. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. We're back. Uh, it hasn't been like so there's been like some new releases streaming releases which I'm, we'll probably get to at some point uh this week we're actually just going to be talking about the news kind of catch up on some of the stuff that's happened and have a, just a good conversation uh jb i gotta ask you man what do you, what have you been streaming in your downtime honestly um i haven't been watching a lot of movies bro like uh i feel like this show uh, not forces me because I love movies, but it, it, it keeps me on that straight and narrow to watch movies. But what I've been watching is I've been binging TV shows. Um, I finished Ozark, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, and I just started. I'm, I'm like uh, three quarters through ep- uh, season one of Succession, which is going great so far. I heard good things Have you about seen that? that. I haven't seen that one yet. That's one of the ones I plan on catching up with, too. Um, I actually watched all the whole uh, series so far of Snowfall. Cause I just like, I think I watched the first episode when it premiered and I was just like, this doesn't seem good. And I never got into it. And like, people have been telling me for years, like you, you should, you should, you should catch up on it. You should watch it. It's really good. So I took this time to really catch up on the whole thing. And I was, I was hooked, bro. I was hooked. Like, I think I watched all, there's three seasons of it. I think I watched it all in like five days. I, that was like me and Ozark. I don't think I've ever heard of Stofall though. Um, who, what studio is it from? Is it from like one of the streamings or? Um, I think it comes on FX. Um, FX, huh? Is, yeah. I, same place that a lot of great shows come from, like Sunshine absolutely. and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, Tuck. It's, it's, re- it's really, really good, bro. It's really good. Like it starts Snowfall. off slow, but then as it starts picking up, it's about, um, I think it's set in the, it's during like when crack started getting big. So that, is that the 80s? Or is okay. That, yeah, that's the 80s, right? Yeah, I think that was the 80s, yeah. Yeah. So it's set in the 80s and it's this uh, young black kid and just basically how he gets started in the game and eventually goes to like running his whole his whole own his drug operation. Um, but it's not just about like the drug dealing thing. So it's it's really good show, bro. It's really good. You know what? I might have to check that out. Um, let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Mad Men? Um, Mad Men for me, it was good. I'm not saying that like I, I don't I don't 
think it was great like a lot of people do, but I but I did enjoy it. Like it wasn't anything that I thought was horrible or anything like that. It's just I don't I didn't agree with some of the hype that it got. That's all. So I mean I liked it. Um, it's like a top ten for me. Mm-hmm. But um, if you liked Ma- if you liked Mad Men, I was gonna say you probably like Succession. It's a lot of it's business oriented. I enjoyed because I think the storylines are good. It's and I'm in the first season. They only had two seasons so far. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah, give that give that a check out if you've never seen it. You might like it. All right, cool, cool, cool. But those of our what we've been streaming, uh, let us know what you guys have been streaming after you listen to this. But we're gonna get into the topics for today. So the first topic that we have today, uh, and this is something that I think we touched on a little bit, kind of just in speculation before, but it seems like this may actually happen. Amazon purchasing AMC theaters. Now AMC has been hit one of the worst uh, out of all the businesses. We still don't know if there's going to be a bailout or anything available. But, you know, they had they lost a lot of money by starting AMC Stubs. Uh, when they finally made, got that profitable and started trying to make money off that, they bought a lot of other buildings and theaters to, you know, they were going to open more buildings. So they had a lot of money tied up in other things before this pandemic started. And then, of course, once the theaters all were forced to close down, it just made those uh, those business decisions uh, hit them even harder. Uh, so it looks like Amazon may be considering a purchase of AMC. What do you think about that, B- uh, JB? So this is we're fi- so you and I we're like financial people. So it's just not like oh, um, Amazon buys AMC. Oh, cool. No, I have four point eight billion reasons why yeah. they should not. For those who don't know, AMC is in $4.8 billion worth of debt. If Amazon buys them, they're inheriting that debt. Now, I understand $4.8 billion is like tissue paper for, for Amazon, but that's not the point. In addition to that fact of 4.8, they also have an additional $4.9 billion worth of other debt that they have, leaving out that. Not to mention... They're doing, I would say, close to $400 million worth of debt just on interest from that. So if now don't get me wrong, I think Amazon purchasing a movie theater is exciting. And I think it's a smart play from them because there's a lot of different things that will come out of that. A, they can start bringing everything they have on Amazon Studios. They can bring it to the big screen. I mean, uh, the movie theater industry approximately is worth about $12 billion a year. So they would start eating into that market share a little bit. So for them to get into that game, yes, good idea. I wouldn't buy AMC. I would see somewhere else that uh, is in a better financial state and try to buy them over or merge with them versus AMC. But, of course, they really don't give a shit. $4.8 billion is nothing to them, like I said, so – you know, and what do you I, think? And, and, I, and I agree with most of uh, with basically everything you said as far as statistic wise. But here's why I think it is a great idea for AMC. Uh, AMC theaters alone made five point four four seven billion dollars last year. Now, they still had a net loss of thirteen point five million, which is concerning. Um, but with that being said, when you look at Amazon can more than afford to take on that debt. Right. And when you you said that the movie theater industry is what a twelve billion dollar, so a that year. so they're almost at half of that is AMC theaters alone. So based off market share and what Amazon has proven they can do when they incorporate these other businesses, and then you also have to think about it from this standpoint is that Amazon is also into streaming, and what studios have learned during this time is 
how they can stream some movies and still make money. We talked about Trolls. Um, you know, Scoob just released. I'm sure that's going to do well as well. Um, Bloodshot actually did more in streaming than what it did when it was wow. in when it was in the box office. So when you look at Amazon, looking at movies in general, they can control. And I don't know if this is going to get into like monopolizing. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but they can control half of almost half of all theater revenue, and then. They have a large uh, footprint in streaming as well. So if people start do start streaming more, they're covered that way as well. So I think this is a smart business decision. Like regardless of the debt, I think that Amazon can turn this around uh, only because they can afford the debt and make this a huge profit and money earner for them. Yeah, see, the the one asset that they have with AMC is AMC has a shit ton of locations. So you have all that stuff already set up versus like a smaller theater like a – yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like a Regal or something. Not saying Regal is small, but compared to AMC – you know, you have all that set up already. So that's that's the one thing. And like you said, uh, they they, – you know – Amazon has what it takes to turn this into a profitable thing. Not only that, I think their Amazon streaming service alone, they can strengthen that membership because now they could they could have another tier where um what was that thing that you used to do with your family the movie pass or what was that called? Yeah, yeah, movie pass, but AMC already has that with with AMC stubs. Oh, no, but what I'm trying to say is Amazon can make that another tier of their subscription. Their, you know, their their regular subscription, their your Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. that could be another tier where it includes the movie theater as well. I mean, that that's definitely, or they can flip it and keep AMC stubs where it is, but add like you can also stream four movies a month for free on Amazon. So like, yeah, there's a right. lot of there's a lot of different ways that they can um, kind of synergize those two different offerings. So it it just. It, it makes sense, man. Like, yeah, I, I know it's a huge risk, but when you think about it, it being Amazon, like if any other company came in and tried to do it, it'd be like, OK. But Amazon has so much. The hell, they made they made 14 billion dollars off Whole Foods alone last year. Like that's not, like just think about that shit like it. The, the, and the thing that Amazon has, has seemingly been good at doing is they incorporated into their shipping business, but they keep these businesses kind of running on their own. They don't make super huge changes to them whole foods hasn't changed that much uh since they they've taken it over um so yeah i mean amazon's a smart company if they do decide to do it i know they're going to look at all this the risk versus reward aspect of it and uh they're gonna they're gonna make it work for what's best to them um i still think you know yeah uh, amc has a lot of a lot of actual buildings and locations i still think to Hemage some of that uh, that 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 money that that's being lost. They're probably still going to close some of the smaller theaters smaller at least at first, yeah. um, and then maybe look to reopening them later. But uh, I mean, where do things have happened, bros? But it's this way better than Apple purchasing them. Exactly, and Amish, uh, like you said, Amazon is a machine. I mean, I'm not trying to divert too much, but the the retail business hasn't been doing well lately. Um, news just came out the other day, JCPenney is filing bankruptcy. Yeah. However, one retail company that's thriving right now is Kohl's. Why is Kohl's thriving right now? Because they're doing business with Amazon. Exactly. So uh, you, you just mentioned Whole Foods. Whole Foods was strong before Amazon, but it got to like next level after Amazon came in. So it's, you know, Amazon, that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. We'll watch it more, see see where it goes, man. But uh, let's get into the next topic that we have for today. Um, I don't know. I don't know if me and you've ever even talked about Mad Max films. Are you are you a big fan of Mad Max? So I wanted to tell you this before, but I figured I'd wait till we go live. Uh-huh. 
outside of the first Mad Max, uh, hour of the first, maybe 45 minutes to an hour of the original Mad Max, mm. I have never, ever seen anything Mad wow. Max related. Ever. That's crazy, man. Because I, I, I saw just, the original maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes, and that was about it. I just, I, I kind of just, you know, I know you, and I've known you for a while, so I kind of just assume what you would and wouldn't like. I don't know why I thought you would be into Mad Max films, but um, I find new stuff out about you even, what, six years later, so it is what it is. But And not that, like, I'm like, oh, yo, this is a crappy... Um this is a crappy uh, concept or nothing like that. It actually looks good. And especially when Mad Max Beyond came out, it got like crazy, crazy um, rave and like people were going crazy about it. But I get anal when it comes to these type of movies like that have a lot of parts. I don't want to watch Mad Max Beyond without seeing everything that came before. So I just haven't had a chance to like watch all the previous movies. So that's why I haven't gotten around to like Beyond. But eventually I'm going to sit down like maybe three, four days and just binge everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, the last one was the first one with Tom Hardy taking over the role of Mad Max from Mel Gibson and Furiosa played by, um, oh, my God, why am I losing this woman's uh, name? Jesus. Oh, they're going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, the the lady from Monster. What is her? Why am I at a damn? Oh, Charlize Theron? Yeah, Charlize Theron, um, played by Charlize Theron. And there's been since that movie uh, prequel or a movie starring her because like people loved her character. Um, but now it looks like they are going to move forward with it, but it's going to be a prequel. Somebody else is going to take over the role. Um, and, you know, um, what do you think? I know you haven't seen the Mad Max thing, but what do you think about like these films, how they a character kind of stands out and then, you know, a prequel or a sequel or something's kind of spun off from that character. I'm trying to think of like which one has been the most successful by doing something like that. I mean, Wolverine, of course, but he he was the main character even in those X-Men films. I'm struggling to find like one of these movies that like decided to do a spinoff from one character, maybe Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I was literally Fast about to say that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, this happens a lot in, in film, but I don't think that they're usually very successful. I guess we'll see from this. Electra was another one from Deadpool. But um, yeah, that's, that's just weird. Go ahead, though, bro. Yeah, I'm trying to actually think of like spinoffs. That were successful because what my next statement is going to sound stupid now, but I actually like the idea of spinoffs. I think it's yeah. a smart play. It helps the franchise overall. And um, yeah, damn, I cannot think of anything, bro. Like nothing that was like successful. Like you know, well, how big show numbers was successful. That was that was probably the the biggest one. Um, but I think like with, with most of the time when this happens, they the, it's a rush. Like they see this character did great, and then they like a, a new movie the next year and they don't really think about fleshing it out. You know, we're, we're like five years since the last Mad Max film. So if they, if they're taking this long to make it, I would hope that they really thought about fleshing out the script and everything. Um, but you know, you never know though. Yeah. What I really thought would like, just like, just go crazy with numbers would have been black widow, which is basically a spinoff. Yeah, true. That that's probably that's probably gonna uh, it's it's Marvel too. So I'm sure that's gonna that's gonna do big. Um, Minions was another one. I know that's that's kids movies, but that that's done great as well. Um, but you know those those you, people knew what they were getting into with the Minions. They just wanted to see the Minions do stupid shit. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that one kind of made sense. I'm trying to think. Like I said, it's I really bothered me that I can't think of anything else. I pointed though. out Electra, um, Annabelle, which spun off from the from the Conjuring oh, movies. Those, the did, whole those Conjuring, did all right. Like yeah. the whole Conjuring universe kind of sped off. Um, Puss in Boots from Shrek was another one that I don't. You know, I wasn't really paying attention to like box office numbers then, but Puss in Boots never got a sequel, so that probably says something. Uh, they made like two more Shrek films after that. Yeah, man, um, Puss always makes money, man. <laughs> especially, especially when it's in boots. 
right? <laughs> Word. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I get. I guess like I'm not gonna. I don't want to just act like it's just gonna be terrible or not work just because it is a spinoff. I think like with all things in in film, if you if you put enough into it and you have the right people writing it and directing it and somebody with the vision, it doesn't matter if it's gonna be a spinoff or not. It's just a good. Just make a good movie and then you know let things fall out where they may at that point. Right. Are you speaking of spinoffs? I, I'm just curious why why do you think they never did a spinoff and made a robin movie Bro, this is just left field like they've barely been able to have robin in movies like he's only been in two movies and those two really movies, yeah robin you're talking about robin from batman right right yeah think about it. he was in um batman forever with val kilmer and then batman yeah, and robin O'Donnell. which batman and robin completely killed the batman movie franchise for like 10 years <laughs> so yeah, um yeah. I mean, I just we haven't had a great depiction of Robin in film like the animated movies. Yeah. But, you know, those are animated. So that's kind of different. Um, but as far as like live action film, we just we just haven't had a great Robin on live action. Would you call Joker a spinoff? Joke, joke. No, because it's set in an alternate world. It's like a completely alt story. So if if that same Joker character appeared in a Batman movie and then they're like, OK, now we're going to show you how he became the Joker. Then, yeah, it would be a spinoff. That's just a completely different thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I mean, I can think of great spinoffs for television, but not movies. I can't. And, and no. it does work more in television uh, than than uh, like Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He had his own show for like six years after that. But you know, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll Family see. Matters was a spinoff. That's true. So um, yeah, it'd just be interesting, man. Like with everything else, it'd be interesting. I guess we'll be looking out for Furiosa. I guess that's where we'll leave that one on. But the next one that, I, that I'm really excited to talk to you about, bro, like super, super excited to talk to you about, Scarface is getting a reboot. <laughs> and while I absolutely love Michael B. Jordan as an actor, love him. Like the Creed movies, I'm down for. I know they're making another one. Uh, Rocky may not appear in. I'm down for that 100%. But there are... It's it's possible or rumored that Michael B. Jordan may be playing Tony Montana in the Scarface reboot. Here's my thing, and I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you the the floor in a minute because I can already tell by your face you have a lot to say. It seems like what they're gonna do here is another one of those things where they use the name and the the spirit of the movie completely changed. Why not just make a gangster movie starring Michael B. Jordan? Why do you have to make it Scarface? Because if you're if unfortunately this is one of those things where his race plays a d- direct role into the story of the movie. You can't just race swap Tony Montana into a black guy. And I get casting more more black people. And I know this whole thing going on with that, but like I don't know. This movie is such. It's just. It. I don't know, man. What do you think? Okay, so before I start, can you please tell the fine people listening out there what is my favorite movie of all time? Is Scarface your favorite movie of all time? It is my favorite movie of all time. I can tell you every word from beginning to end of that movie. I've seen that movie at least a thousand times probably. It's my number one all time. Without hesitation, I say that. I Like you, I love Michael B. Jordan, but this idea is so fucking stupid. I understand when Pacino did it. Pacino obviously isn't Cuban, and he played a Cuban. Michael um, Michael B. Jordan, I'm not saying he can't do the role, but based on the stuff that I'm reading, they're not going they're not going to go down the cocaine route. They're probably going to do exactly. – I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to do weed or, or exactly what – just gangster violence. I don't know what they're doing, but why do you have to attach the Scarface name behind it? Like you said, let it be its own thing. Michael B. Jordan is successful. 
his name alone has notoriety that where you don't need some gimmick of a of a movie name to to have people go out and watch it. Mm-hmm. He could do it on his own. Now, what I've always said for years, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, is I don't want to see ever our Scarface reboot. What I wouldn't have mind saw seeing is a prequel. Or what I've been saying from day one when I first saw that movie, like when I was like freaking 14, is there should have been a sequel. And they can still do a sequel. And I'll even, if anyone's listening out there that's a writer or anything in the industry, I'll even give you the freaking idea. In Scarface, Sosa, and I, I, I believe there was one small conversation about this, but if you watch the deleted scenes, there was a bigger conversation. Sosa's wife, Sosa, for those who don't remember, he was the one that was like working with Al Pacino's character, Tony Montana, and then they feuded at the end. And they had that big war. Sosa's wife was pregnant. She was having a son. They mentioned that in a deleted scene. And I believe when uh, Tony Montana came to visit him in Columbia, he said, how's your wife? And Sosa was like, she's almost due. But in the deleted scenes, that's when you know it's his son. At the same time, Tony Montana always wanted a child as well. And his wife, Elvie, which was played by Michelle Pfeiffer, was like, no. We're not bringing a child into this world. What I thought would have been a great idea for a sequel would have been for Elvira to actually lie to Tony Montana. The reason she left and wanted to be done with the business because she left him and he's like, I can't deal with this shit anymore, is because she found out she was pregnant and had a son. And Tony Montana Jr. feuds with Sosa's son. And they relive their dad's... um, um, uh, revenge. Now, I came up with this idea a long time ago, and basically, we got the same thing from the last Creed movie with Drago and 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 Creed's son going to war. But it would have been the same sort of concept. And casting the right people, I think it could have been successful. But I don't want to re- do a reboot. We've talked so many times about reboots and how it fucks up the original, and I think this is going to be one of those. Yeah, I mean, it just reminds me. You remember when they did the prequel to Carlito's Way? Yes, um, with P. And, Diddy. Yeah, and even though that was a prequel, not a not a, a total reboot, it was just it was cringy, and it wasn't even that terrible of a movie. It's just like, all right, you could have you could have technically did this and not made it Carlito's way, but um, and Diddy did good in that movie. Oh yeah, Diddy, just, the, like, the script was fucked. Yeah, I mean, all the actors did pretty good in that movie. I, I at least I haven't seen it in years, but I don't remember anything standing out as like a bad acting is just like yeah, like you said the, the script was terrible the story was uninspired and it was just like are right, you trying to benefit off using carlito's way name and that's what i worry about here now the, the one thing that i will say is that one thing that michael b jordan has been good at is picking roles right even in now he's producing Ooh. stuff he did that uh that Finding Dion, I think, is the name of it on Netflix. I haven't watched it all yet, but like he's he's getting more into producing, and he's always picked really good roles. It's part of the reason why you know since The Wire, he's like had like this really slow but building rise in, in stardom and his fame. He's he's picked really good stuff. Um, so I would like to think just because he picked it and he's a part of it, that it's probably like they're gonna they're gonna find a way or find an angle to make this really respectful. It's just. My thing is, is man, I just Michael B. Jordan is a is, he is a name at this point. You could have made a drug dealer movie with Michael B. Jordan, titled it its own thing, and not try to just make it or uh, 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 um, capitalize off the name of of Scarface. Like that's the thing that bothers me so much is that you know. Well, call it Scarface too. Then, if you want to use Scarface, well, my my thing is like 
all right, if you, I don't think that they could have done that if they're going to cast Michael B. Jordan in the role of Scarface. I just don't think that they could have called it Scarface too. True. So if you're they're right. going to change the race of the character, you kind of have to reboot it. But at the same time, if you're all, if you're changing the race, it's not about uh, drugs like like it was in um, in the original Scarface. Like right there, you're changing so much of the story alone. You might as well have just made its own like michael b jordan is a big enough name to where if the movie's just good give us the first trailer it doesn't matter what you called it you could have called it fucking uh bob i don't know fucking call it michael b jordan sells drugs if the trailer's <laughs> good people are gonna people would have shown up and supported it because he's a great actor and he picks great roles and, and the movie looked great like once Agreed. you why 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 take the chance of turning people Scarface the movie is so big as a film culturally we talked about yes. how many how many people have taken like rappers the, the, rappers have taken either the name of Scarface or the character of Tony Montana and used it into their uh, their their rap personas like it's such a cult like hell there's a whole documentary on Scarface the films uh, impact on hip hop music like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's all been documented so why not just make a great film title it something else um the only thing that i could think of is if they were going to cast the next al pacino or they thought and they were going to keep the story maybe updated and bring it in but they were going to keep him keep the character being cuban and everything all right then i could understand it but you if you're going to cast, make a, a great script and cast the best actor for the role you don't need to have it as a reboot you don't need to call it scarface in my opinion but anything left I mean, is this going back to what we talked about? I don't remember when it was, but kind of that that laziness that comes a lot nowadays, where people just can't think of their own shit that they all it's, and that's why we're getting so many reboots and 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 sequels and prequels. Do you think it's a case of that, or is it just straight? They just want to capitalize on the name, or a bit of both? Because that's what I think. I think, it's, I think I honestly think it's a bit of both. Um, 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 I I do. I think it's a bit of both. I think. They saw uh, opportunity um, to use, you know, reboots are the thing right now. They saw a, hu a great opportunity to, you know, maybe reboot the character of Scarface. And I think maybe they just they started. All right, we're going to reboot Scarface. Somebody go write a script. They had somebody come up with a script. They came back and they're like, all right, cool. Now, who can we get in this role? And naturally, they probably were like, well, Michael B. Jordan's a great actor. Let's reach out to him. And then, like, it, I, I, I don't think it always starts off maybe from a negative place. Like, some, a lot of studios do, like, oh, we can throw uh, Die Hard on this. Boom, let's make a Die Hard movie or X, Y, Z. Um, but I think, you know, they probably looked at, a lot of studios are looking at what what properties they own and thinking, all right, how can we bring new life into it? And I think that's where it usually starts at. They don't mean to, like, make it cheesy or whatever, but it's just like with something like this, you don't need to reboot Scarface. Like, it's like The Godfather. I know we're going to get it at some point. Like, I don't. Oh, my God. I, don't I, even I, say I, that, bro. I, bro, it's. Oh, you crazy, bro. We're, Godfather is going to be rebooted within the next 10 years. Mark my words. The sick part is you're right. It, That's the bad part. Yeah. Like, see, and the thing that I've that I've noticed about like reboots, I think a lot when they reboot old movies as TV shows, I've liked that more because it gives more time to flesh out the characters. Um, so if like Godfather's rebooted as like this Soprano style uh, TV show, sign me up. But if you just are you if you're just running to uh, do another movie, like yeah, but it, it's it's going to happen, bro. As matter of fact, is is Coppola still alive? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. But yeah, he would be behind that definitely. You'd have to think um, if if Godfather made a show. But you know, I, I was thinking as you were talking though, I would have loved to see Scarface as a TV show, just fleshed out. There's 
the the Tony Montana character went through so much and has so many layers to his character and different elements of his story. I think it would have made a phenomenal TV show. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we'll see, man. I, a lot of like, I I really do like TV projects being rebooted as TV show. I mean, um, film projects being rebooted as TV shows lately. I really do like it, but we'll we'll see, man. I I I know we've beat a dead horse with the Scarface reboot. Thing. You got anything yeah. left to say? No, nah, that's enough. All right. So moving on. Uh, next thing that we have more spinoffs, bro. I guess this is like the spinoff slash reboot uh, <laughs> podcast. But uh, jo- John Wick, we got two spinoffs technically coming from John Wick. One's a TV show called The Continental. And another one is a film that's called The Ballerina. Um, now, in the last John Wick film, we did did see that I guess the woman who raised him was in charge of ballerina. So that would make sense, especially if they're like trained assassins, too. Um and a lot of them were like actually shot in the last movie too, so maybe somebody's going to be out for revenge in that movie too, because these John Wick movies are about revenge. But uh, I know me and you've talked about John Wick. The action is some of the best. Period. Um, what do you think about them spreading it out? Does this? I, I look at this two ways. I think now that they're looking to expand it, I think that they know. I think they signed uh, Keanu signed a contract for two more John Wick films for sure. I think we're going to be at the end of his run in John Wick at the end of those, and they're trying to see how they can keep this universe going after that. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with the spinoffs. I think it's actually smart. I mean, we were just talking about, like, sometimes it, it, you could do these things in a smart way. You're not creating – you're not rebooting characters. You're creating new characters. So they're going to have the spinoff TV show and also the spinoff um, um, film. And like you said, if John Wick is done in the next two, three years, depending on how strong this character is, now you have another character that can c- go on for the next five, six years. And then maybe then you can pick up another character yeah. and just keep – the next thing you know – this John Wick franchise has been running for 15, 20 years. Yeah. 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 I mean, I worry about like what they can do as a, as a TV show only because I think like the violence is so, so violent with John Wick. It's like, what can you do? And I don't know if they've, um, so like what network it's going to be on or anything. I know late night network television has gotten you can show and do a little bit more on. So maybe if it sure. if it's on like an FX because what FX do like Sons of Anarchy and stuff. I can see yeah. that being uh, a thing. But like if this is just like on like Fox or something, I, I worry about if the if the action is going to stay up to uh, what it's or maybe what it's like. Saying. HBO or one of those maybe might pick it up too, and which in which case they can do whatever the hell they want. Um, you know, the whole nine yards from dialogue to violence to whatever. Now, on the spinoff movie, they haven't talked in terms of who the lead character would be, right? Uh, I I heard rumors that um, uh, uh, who played the girl in Kick Ass, uh, Charlize Moretz. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you like to see in that role? I, I mean, she, what she did as Hit Girl in, in the Kick-Ass films is very John Wick-esque action. So, I mean, she hasn't really acted in much in the last few years. It seems like she's actually kind of died off. You know, a lot of those kid actors kind of don't know what to do uh, going sure. forward. So, uh, if she is cast, though, I would, uh, and she can get back in shape and do those same things, I'm all for that because I love kick, the original Kick-Ass. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. When I think of action, obviously, the name that's always going to come to my head, like I'm a huge fan of hers now, although I've only seen like I think two or three movies of hers, is Betty Gilpin. Only because oh, I just love her, you that know? That would be perfect, bro. As I, action, you know? that w- You know what? You just won this one because that would be absolutely 110% perfect casting for, the, for, for a female spinoff of John Wick. We, we, I'm me. And you talked about it, bro. I'm I'm her big one of her biggest fans now at this point as as an actress. Yeah, she just everything. I mean, from the action to the comedy, she's just a whole actress. Like, just keep giving her more roles, man. And I think she's because she's so new. She'd be someone great 
to have in that role for a new franchise because she's still a new one. There's still a lot of people that probably don't even know who the fuck she is. I mean, outside of The Hunt and uh, what was the other film she was in? She was in Hunt and something else we reviewed. Um, um, uh, Coffee and Kareem. Right, Coffee and Kareem. And I know she's done other stuff in the past, but nothing too big. She's still a fresh face that is perfect for starting a franchise, and she has the acting chops to do so. Yeah, yeah, uh, she she definitely does. I think she and she has the mix of comedy too. Like I know John Wick doesn't have a super huge amount of comedy, but like some of the facial reactions that Keanu does in that movie, she can definitely do. Now the thing is, with us saying this, are we do we want to see it just a female playing John Wick, or do we want more nuances in it? Because I'm, while she can do the action, she can do she can do anything. Like as far as what I've seen her in, she can do anything. But do we really want? I would hope that if they're gonna do a spinoff. Um, that they that they add some complexity they don't just make it just the female john wick so what i would like to see like my wish list if, if you want to call it that is i want the same action slash violence slash sequences that john wick has but i want a character with more layers uh, i like you mentioned her comedy i'd love to see that because w- while we've gotten like you know some different facials and i haven't seen all the john wicks either i've only seen the last two i have to go back and see one and two so I, I may be um, misstating certain things, but the, at least the ones I've saw, we haven't saw too much comedy, but I want to see, I would love to see a character like that, that had a little bit more comedy. Not that it's going to be like a, a spoof type thing, but comedy here and there and uh, just different layers to her uh, character versus John Wick. John Wick, as great as the films are, there's not really much to his character. He's very, I mean, I, I'm probably going to get, you know, People are like, what the fuck? But he's sort of one-dimensional. I mean, he, he's what you get. This is him. This is what you get. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I agree with you there. Like, hopefully, um, with them doing the spinoff, they just they think they think about it more. They think about how to make it different. Uh, because it's still going to either – it looks like it may still go on towards the end of John Wick, which would make the most sense. Uh, but you, we don't want to just see the same thing just with a different face or different gender. So, like uh, – Hopefully they they find a way to mix it up, especially with using the the uh, the angle of it being one of the ballerinas. So there you go. Exactly. But getting into the last topic for today, and this is one that I'm excited for because it's not often that um, we get to talk about TV much. Uh, so this one we're gonna you you caught up on all of Ozarks, right? Uh, yes, so sir. I figured, I figured this in like would, five I, days, literally. I figured this would be a great time to like catch up on that aspect of things, um, but. Yeah, so Ozarks, let's do a little minute review. What what do you think about since you came in, started from season one, watching all the way through to where we are, where it is now, catching up? What do you think about Ozarks as a series? So before I um, uh, I don't like a lot of people told me to watch this, and uh, I I I was like, okay, fine. I'm, I haven't been a huge fan of Jason Bateman. Is probably one of the reasons why I I took so long to watch this. Mm-hmm. He's been okay in certain roles, but eh, it's not nothing to scream home about. However, he's he's phenomenal in this. But I didn't read anything online because I didn't want to have any accidental spoilers. But the more and more I started watching, I started kind of comparing it to Breaking Bad. And then after I finished the show and I went to go read up on stuff now, I see so many people have the same thinking, the the same similarities. Um, In one case, you have money laundering. In the other case, you have making meth. Um, But it's the same kind of concept and and business. But, man, I, I enjoy Ozark, man, I enjoy it, especially binging like this. I one one. I mean, there were days I find myself I got to go to work in the morning, and it's like two o'clock, and I'm like, let me just get one more in. Let me get one more in, and I loved it, man. I love it. I can't wait until season four comes out. 
Yeah, I think um, it's one of those shows that it's 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 a slow burn kind of right, um, but it, like you get to see him not really bur- like this thing. Yeah, it's comparable to Breaking Bad because it's money laundering instead of drugs, and you get this guy. But the difference is is that Walt started off a good person, just a teacher, right? And right. we got to see him slowly turn into like this this kingpin, so to say. Uh, with Marty, it's a little bit different because he was always laundering money. Right. So he was always a criminal. Um, uh, but even with that said, um, just seeing how his family gets involved in it and them kind of breaking bad in a sense, like and seeing like a different aspect from that, because Walt was trying his best to keep it from his family. And Marty's family slowly and slowly gets more incorporated into this to the point to where we get to the last season. They flat out know that somebody killed their uncle and, and they want them. They're like, you're not going to go kill her. Like, what do you mean? You're not going like, to exactly so, like seeing. The family all included in that is something that I always thought that we were. It's a place that I honestly thought we may be going with Breaking Bad towards the final seasons. Like how's the final couple seasons? Like all right, you know his wife got into it, but how are they going to start the kid? The, his son's going to know, but that never happened there. But it's just really like they're the fact that they're all invested into this empire now, and you know where this season ended off with. Uh, them, them being the right hand men, so to say, of the I forgot the main drug dealer's guy. He's crazy as shit. Like he just shot old girl. Navarro, right in the face. I think his yeah, name Navarro, is. Navarro. Like I just, I, I really do. And this Breaking Bad is still the better show in my opinion. But I think I, I love what they do with the characters with less time here because Breaking Bad. It didn't really, when you look at it, they had a lot of characters, but a lot of the characters were bit parts. Like we, we, we liked them for the little role that they played, but like what they did with her brother in just this season, this is the only season he popped up in. And the fact right. that like when he's in the back after having that mental breakdown, just talking to like the cab driver or whatever, like you feel for this guy. And then when they're, yep. they're riding, when she's riding around trying to hide him and you just see in her face, she's getting more and more desperate. Like I don't, and the thing with that is too, while they did a great job writing him and a great job getting us invested in him in just one season, why didn't you just give him his fucking medicine? Like his medicine would have just fixed all of that. Like she's she's sitting here acting like I don't know what to do with him. Put his medicine in his water and get him his medicine. He'll be okay. I kept on saying the same thing. It's such a huge plot hole. Just put that shit in his food. Yeah. Like, just put, but he wouldn't. The thing is though, he would know that he's getting medicine because remember when he's on the medicine, he gets like like erectile dysfunction and shit. So he'd know, but. He would, he would kind of be on the same sense, like okay, eventually he'd understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I guess they only signed to a one one year con or one season contract, whatever the case may be. However, as good as all these characters are, my favorite character in this show, and who I I feel I could argue is probably the star of the show. I know everyone's automatically like Jason Bateman, but Laura Linney. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her right on his or her name correctly, but Laura Linney as Wendy Bird. Oh my God! This chick is bad. He, she's more badass than Jason Bateman, than his character. Like, again, I compare the two shows sometimes. Breaking Bad, which is probably not fair, but I compare the two shows. And when I'm looking at Walt's wife, I forget what her name was, versus Wendy Bird. Wendy Bird would annihilate. Wendy Bird is like not far from Walt level, because she's just like cold blooded. She, she's way more cold. Like. And I have to disagree with something you said when, well, not, not fully, but you said like uh, uh, Jason Bateman's character was like a criminal and was always bad. I don't really think he's bad. Yes, he's a criminal because he's money laundering, mm. but he's actually a good guy. Like, 
leaving out the money laundering, he's actually a good person. Whereas Walt started as a good person and became like a bad guy. Yeah. Like in every aspect of his life. Jason Bateman is still a good guy minus the money laundering. He doesn't like to kill people. He doesn't like to hurt people. That's true. He, he That's tries true. to avoid war and conflict. Unlike his wife is like, we got to fucking kill everybody. Yeah. I, I guess more so by that, I meant just the sh- off the strength that he was already a criminal. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. He started that way. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, man. And I, I love how they go from, from season to season and you see more and more of these characters fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how they bring in characters because like the lawyer, for example, she's been around since episode one, if I'm not mistaken, but we didn't get her more flesh her more fleshed out until this last season and then of course the last episode spoiler they kill her but i kind of i kind of had an idea they were gonna kill her from the time if you remember in season three when uh i forgot the name of the dude that's like her driver like her hitman mm-hmm. forgot what the guy's name is but she told him asked him one time hey if you ever get the call and it's about me would you tell me and he looks at her and he pauses and he's like yeah i'm like this bitch is gonna die before the season's over <laughs> yeah yeah. So I, I never once like a lot of people online were like when they went to go see Navarro at the end of season three, they you know thought that that Wendy and and her husband are gonna get killed. Obviously they're gonna get killed or that would be the end of the fucking show. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I I mean, and that's the thing. Like they you know in these shows they show attention as best they can, but we know that if you know if they, if certain people die, then there's just no show. Um. But I, one of them could die, but not both. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I still don't think that that would happen because like the conflict is really between those two now. Like that, that's that's where it is. Like, um, and I don't think that you know one of those two are gonna die until it's absolutely like the last season. Like that'd be like something that happens in the episode before last. I can see one of two things happening: either it happens in the last season, or it happens in the second to last season. And the last season, it's where it's like you know, ten years later. And it's one living without the other, or they're both dead, and it's the kids running the run doing the thing. Because mm. the son is like a little money laundering launderer himself. Yeah, now I've tried to play because you know I always like to play devil's advocate. I don't see how this show is going to end. Whether it's not going to go on forever, because Netflix always does a good job of pulling the plug before it gets stale. So I would say they have another at max maybe three more seasons, and they're done. I don't see how this show ends without at least a minimum Jason Bateman's character dying. Yeah, um, either that or or what if one of the kids ends up dying and he finally snaps and that's how he's he's more on board with murdering people. And then he just goes off like he's he's already and he's getting in bed with the feds. I think they're starting to set up the end game in this. Right. Because you can see a yes. version of this to where it ends with him giving up everyone. And him and the family selling off, and it like starting off with them in a new life somewhere else under different names. So there's 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 a different a couple different routes that you can see this ending up if they don't want to kill him. Now it can very well happen, but with the Breaking Bad comparisons, do you really want to kill your main character uh, off at the end? I don't know. I don't even know if they care about the Breaking Bad because it's not like that's a bad show to be. I would love to. But they they killed Walt at the end. True, that's what I'm saying. But would do you would you want to be compared with that? Would you want to say would you want to create a show and then say, oh, they ended it like Breaking Bad too with having their main character die? I mean, I wouldn't mind. Like as fucked up as this sounds, I feel think of any TV show or any movie. When the main character dies, it's such a huge impact 
on the show. Tony Soprano dying at the end, Walt dying at the end. Um, it's just and it's just a major impact on a major character. Walking Dead had like fifty main characters that have died over the course of the show. Um, but it's such an impact, and I want to see I want to see someone one of those main characters die. I want to see either the wife or, or or him die. Obviously, not until towards the end of the show when there's maybe a couple episodes left. So, you know, we're not missing too much, but I think it's eventually it's going to go there. If not, the whole freaking family dies. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see, bro. But uh, so what's your rating on? Uh, OK, let's let's end it with this. You give your rating on the season so far. But as of right now, so three seasons in to Ozarks, three seasons into Breaking Bad. What do you think is the better the better show overall and the better written show? Because I think those can be separate things sometimes. Like, bro, I don't. I don't think there's a, a show on this planet that can compare to Breaking Bad. I Thank mean, a, a, especially like you included season three. Yeah, season three was when they brought in um the the, the chicken dude. What's his yeah. name again? Yeah. Uh, uh. Damn it. Why am I at a loss for his name? Shit. And he was probably outside of Walt. He was probably the strongest character in that whole fucking yeah. show. And that's I remember, man. That dude pissed me off. Like they were forever trying to kill that dude, yeah. and they couldn't. And um. Yeah, man. See, I mean, Ozark as good as it as, as it is will never compare to Breaking Bad. The only thing that will ever come close, and I, I still battle with it in my head, is Sopranos. But even Sopranos, man. I mean, the writing on Breaking Bad was just next level shit, man. Yeah, Breaking Bad is probably my my favorite show of all time. Period. Um, it's my number two after Sopranos, but that doesn't mean Sopranos is a better show. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you there. All right. So what's what's been what's your ranking then out of ten? First three seasons of Ozarks. Because it's hooked my my attention and TV shows, for a movie to hook my attention is not bad because I know. Listen, in two hours this shit is done. Yeah. So I'll 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 squeak through it. But for a TV show to hook my attention means it has to be good. And for the fact that I could binge thirty episodes in the span of five six days means it has to be good. So if we're going out of out of five, for example, or out of ten, I would have to say for where we're at right now, I would say eight out of 10, or if we're going out of five, four out of five, that's where I'm at right now. It could get better or it could get worse. It's approaching that time where this is where a lot of TV shows start falling off when it gets into the fourth, fifth, sixth seasons. And that's why Netflix usually does a good job of go back and watch a lot of the stuff, five, six episodes and they're done. Not only that, like AMC, same thing, like walking dead only, I mean, not walking dead, but walking Dead has like 500 seasons, but breaking battle, I think only had five seasons. The better shows have that five, six, seven at the most seasons and they don't go on forever and ever and ever. So right now I say eight out of 10. You? Yeah. Uh, yeah. About eight and a half, eight and a half. I really think that it's a really great show. Um, it's probably one of the best ones, on TV, well, you know, TV is, is relative now, but it's probably one of the best right. series period right now. Um, I, I I struggle to think of anything that's written better overall than it. Um, and it, I, yeah, it has me completely engaged. Like I, I hate when I get to the last episode because I know it's going to be because it's Netflix. It's literally going to be a year before we get another one. Like sucks. Like with you know with network TV, it's really like what like four or five months before the Couple next months. B- before the next season starts with this Netflix. It's literally a year, if not more. Because I honestly right. think this one was like a year and a half since the, the end of the last season or something close to that. I think it was over a year. So, you know, and then with Corona, like who's who's uh, to yeah. say we may, it may be even longer than that? Delays. Yeah. So uh, but I love it. I love this show, man. Through yeah, man, it's a it's a phenomenal, phenomenal show, man. And I can't wait to see what they do next with it. Um, yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um, another show, uh, not to deviate, but I don't 
believe it's came out yet, or it might have, it might have had episode one because I know it was supposed to premiere in May. I'm really looking forward to Snowpiercer. I know we talked about it in the past, so that's another one. I, I they might have already came out with episode one yet. I'm not sure, but that's one I got to look into. Yeah, and I love I love the film, uh, and I think uh, Chris Evans is still involved with the. Oh, is he? Yeah, with the with the TV show as well. I think he's like the executive producer on it or something like that. He's he's really behind that that like uh, that story or whatnot. So he's not acting in it at all, from what I know. But he's he's definitely still yeah, has seems- a part in it. So yeah, I, I, I love to see that. I, you know, I hope that it actually picks up after the end of the movie i hope they don't like retread the whole movie i hope i think th- i think they are retreading the whole movie uh don't quote me on that that'll probably just I, be the first season then like i just i, I just, right. i'm so interested to find out what happened after after so yeah, yeah they kind of have to retread it because like a lot of people don't even know what the fuck snowpiercer is, is so they kind of have to read they kind of have to retell the story um which i'm okay with you know that could be the first like you said maybe the first season or first half of the first season they could actually do the whole thing in like two three episodes or they can it, it, i could be wrong it could be the after and they could do a thing where they're showing flashbacks and then they're showing like what's going on at present time and a mix of that in the first couple episodes or seasons or whatever. For sure. For sure. Well, all right, bro, man, that's it, man. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. We're back in back in the stride of things, man. Dusted the mic off. Yeah, dusted it off. But go ahead and uh, give them your social media, bro, and any parting words or ideas you may have. So, of course, I can be reached uh, on social media, of course, Twitter, at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. Of course, I am on Facebook. We have to go ahead and get that group going. I know, like, discussions have still been happening, but, you know, obviously because the whole thing that's going on, it's not as active as it used to be. That's partly, you know, we're partly to blame for that. Um, So we'll get those going again. And, uh, yeah, man, we just just want to apologize for everyone for being going so long. A big part of that was myself. I had some shit going on, you know, real life or whatever, but things are settled now. So we're back. You know, the film bros are back and we're just going to start spitting out the content again. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You guys know where you can follow me. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. We don't have exactly what film we're going to be doing next. I know we've kind of talked about Capone. I haven't I still haven't got a chance to watch it fully yet. Um, so that may be what you guys see on your feed next. But we'll do some announcements beforehand uh, to, to know. I know we're definitely not reviewing Scoob, even though it wasn't a bad movie. Hmm. But <laughs> you, can do that with one, you can do that with one of your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, but and you can also follow us at the film bros pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns the film frequency at gmail.com and make sure you check out our discussion group just search the film frequency it'll come right up that's it that's been another episode we out peace peace Like blah, 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 pay me what you want it, don't act like you forgot.